<laughs> not that Thanks. that matters in terms of rankings, but it should. <laughs> it matters. Look good, play good. Yeah, yeah. right. Style points, baby. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're looking fly, you're like, mm -hmm. no one can beat this shit. <laughs>
it sounds so weird to be like it feels so good to be hit by Karina Bull Karina's ball first like she's the first one to throw from that team like in code like when she hits me I'm like I'm just so proud like it's so good I'm like oh thank you so much Karina for hitting me <laughs> but yeah e- easily probably one of the best arms are all on this team <laughs> It's, and they're it's also hard all really good it. catchers as well. I mean, they're multifaceted players. They're not just throwers. Yeah. Like Brianna, so, Ashley, yourself, Brenda, Crystal, all are really good catchers. All are very good dodgers. I mean, what makes you guys good in foam makes you also good in nosting. So. Yeah, and it's you could tell that it like, it's it's one of those things that like when you look at the top players in the country, um, they're good at every single ball type, and they're like at the top in every single ball type because they can adapt and like adaptability is what makes you a really good team, whether that be in ball type or actually who you play against on the court. And like the main reason why I had finesse up there is that you, so A, you did your number one in the West region. I think it was just round three that you had lost to invasion um, in the nosting division. But part of the reason that like I had you on there was that how you've been able to adapt and like at nationals you didn't get the you didn't get the place that you deserved but you were playing with five people <laughs> so you also lost Paige yeah because it was everyone's a huge part of your team but Paige is also like a big part of your team so not having her at nationals is something that like if people are like well they didn't they didn't do as well as nationals you're like well yeah you're playing with you were already going to go with six so you have to think, does fatigue come into it? But then you guys are like, no, but you're playing with five. And then like, so then fatigue does come with that because you're overcompensating for another person. And even with that, um, I don't think I have the nationals seeding. Justin, do you have the national seeding? But yeah, <laughs> Brenda, what were you seeded? <laughs> uh, so in nationals, we went undefeated in round robin in no sting. Um, and again, yeah, that was with five players. And then we ended up losing in the semifinals to Pop That, who eventually ended up winning the whole thing. So we ended up winning, or uh, we ended up finishing uh, third at nationals in 2019. Uh, I think what happened was, you know, we got, we got first coming out of Brown Robin and we were riding really high. And then, you know, Pop That, on that day was they were just they were just hitting i mean they they was on that they were yeah they were on um and i it might have been 4-0 it was maybe 4-1 um but yeah we gave it our best shot uh with five and ended up against union for third place but i do believe that like if everything was fine and Paige didn't break her foot that you guys definitely would have been up there especially when we're I know this is about no scene but like primarily when like when we were playing foam too you could just tell like you guys had also just stepped up into your element Shelby why did you have finesse as your top one um because they're easily the best team like not just on the west coast but like nationally and I leave like I literally have it on my notes like finesse should have won world or not world nationals if they had their full team if Paige is there um and yeah like 
like it was unfortunate that Paige got hurt because I think that affected a lot. Um, and also mm-hmm. like, I mean, again, at nationals pop that knew it was their last hurrah. So they obviously, you know, they, for some reason, like they go into the playoffs, like just on one and they're really hard to beat in playoffs. Um, and, but yeah, like easily finesse number one, um, just because it's, you know, like you can't really argue it, I think. Yeah. And and I think that's a big factor too, is that pop that's no longer a team. So you, you don't have that other team that's also, but like invasion is, I know pop that and invasion, if people don't know, were kind of like battling it between the two for a long time um, until like money, money shot, uh, taken the 2016 national championships. Um, and then was it pop that, that took it 2017? It was, we won in 2017 invasion oh. one in 2018 that was and it. then pop that one in 2019 yeah that was it and and it's one of those things that i think the only reason why i wouldn't put invasion up there is because okay they do have a new addition to the team that will definitely help but at the same time invasion has more inconsistency than what finesse does so like you were saying going into nationals you guys like in the round robin were undefeated in the round robin and it was the only time you lost was that semi-finals match whereas that didn't happen with invasion and i know invasion itself they like i know nicole has like openly said that they can have like hot games and off games so it's like if you're gonna be kind of a challenging between that like who's gonna kind of be it um but yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's like we we can all talk about finesse, but we we already know that they're going to be number one. <laughs> on they also the have really Coast. good jerseys. Yes, thank you. That's <laughs> yeah. Are you I keeping very the much same enjoy their jerseys? Are you doing new ones? We're I from what I know, we're keeping the same ones. Okay. I actually like everyone's jerseys here. I love Royale's jersey. I love Aztecs jerseys. And I love your guys' jerseys. So they're all very good jerseys. Thank you. <laughs> not that Thanks. that matters in re- terms of rankings but it should <laughs> it matters look good play good yeah, yeah. right style points baby let's go exactly. yeah especially if you're looking fly you're like mm-hmm. no one could beat this shit <laughs> all right so that gives us finesse would be one of the one seeds coming out of this tournament that we're doing or this rankings that we're doing tonight uh the second west coast team would be the whatever we rank as the two seed in the, in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, Shelby, do you so want to get us started? Yeah. For this number two or whatever. I yeah. just did it one through nine. Yeah. So number two for me is invasion. Um, just because, you know, adding, can I just say who they added? Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, you yeah, can like go adding to the Z. whole team if you want. <laughs> All right. So on invasion, there's, <laughs> Azalea, Joanna Munoz, Kate Gong, Katie Chan, Katie Sanchez, Nicole <laughs> Jason, Rolina Thomason, I think Rebecca Thomason. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm bad. I don't know why you all are having me do this. I'm terrible <laughs> at pronouncing names. Um, Rebecca, Sl- someone do it for me. How do you say Rebecca? Slivka. 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 And then 
Um, Angelique Grosbeck. Oh uh, yeah. Is it Grosetti? This is me making up for every time I last time get slaughtered. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, hey, payback. (laughs) I'm happy you're doing it, not me. (laughs) (laughs) I I know all these girls and I feel bad, but sorry. I was with adding Z to invasion an already incredibly stacked team, her leadership. And I mean, she plays with a lot of these girls already, like in foam when pop that and evasion where it would split up and mix up teams for the phone foam region uh last year i mean 2019 um like she all has she has experience of playing with all of them they're all really good friends and i think invasion adding z makes them better than they were in 2019 in my opinion like she is still extremely talented and obviously she's not done she wants to keep playing so you know why not go and play with your best friends and so I was really looking forward to watching Invasion um, because I think what I was worried about honestly was when Pop That said they weren't playing anymore I was like dang like the West is going to be run by like finesse like that's what I like because there's I mean it's no lie like there's such a talent difference between finesse and then everyone else in the West and so like invade like having I would really look forward to seeing invasion and finesse playing each other in the finals at like regionals because that was probably what was going to happen it would have been really entertaining games definitely who did did you have invasion as well Justin yeah I think adding Z allows gives them another corner like another really talented player another person that could slide into the corners if they if she needed to um they're a really good balance of, of catchers and throwers. I think maybe the more, you know, finesse is everyone is talented in all aspects. I feel like Invasion has a little bit more roles, players that are a little bit more throwers, a little bit more catchers. Um, and they've all been playing together so long that they mesh super well together. And then Z just sort of slides right in because she's played with them again. Like you guys said, she plays with them in foam. She plays with them. And, you know, since they're mostly L.A. based, I guess. Well, Rolina's in San Francisco and Kate, Katie's in San Francisco or in uh, Arizona. Arizona, yeah. But they all play together so much and over so many years. I mean, they've been playing longer in dodgeball than I have. Most of them have been playing longer than I have. And I'm old as shit. So. <laughs> um, you're, you're insinuating something. Justin, that's not very nice. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just started late. They've been playing. They're still young ladies. Uh, they're just been playing longer than I have. Um, so yeah, I think they're. I think they're clearly the number two team. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I think Definitely. that there's you know finesse and invasion. It's you know finesse is one and invasions like one and B or two. You know, they're definitely right there on your guys' tail, especially with the addition of Z. Yeah, and th- and that's something that is why I was like, oh, yeah, Invasion would be my number two, and I feel like they would challenge Finesse a lot. Um, and like I was saying, it's like sometimes the inconsistency with Invasion, but like adding, cause that was the that was the thing too. Like Shelby was saying that when Pop that we were like, we're no longer gonna play. I'm like, well, what's happening with all these amazing like amazing players? <laughs> I'm like, no. And like, definitely Rulina and Z were like my first 
I, I remember seeing them play at nationals in 2016 in New Orleans. And it was, I turned up to that nationals and then I was like, wait, there's a women's division? I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, I didn't know anything about this. So I was like, oh, I wish I got to play women's. Um, but they were, so I like went and like sat and watched. And then, um, and then what happened on the second day, there was like a team that had like a player got injured, so they couldn't play anymore. And then they're like, hey, we've seen you like sitting and watching. Do you want to like come play on our team for a little bit? I was like, sure. And so I played the playoffs round and then our playoffs was against Invasion. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and so I remember play, it was like my first time playing in like the women's division uh, in the US. And then I was like, wow, all these people are so amazing. So like you're saying, like <laughs> you're fangirling when you're younger. Um, so I'm definitely excited that you've joined up. And it, it's obviously each of them in their own right has a different style of play and like they have different qualities, but they like anyone can play any position. Like anyone, anyone's a catcher in this, anyone's like a thrower in this. And um, like Rebecca Slipko, like I know has been playing so long, but like she really impressed me at the combine. Um, and like, I know that was fair and we're talking about nursing, but like, I think it's hard to not give Invasion the second seed. Um, and it's like, oh, well, with the addition of Z2, it's like, okay, well, they, they do challenge finesse, but I, I would still, still putting finesse as like number one. Um, definitely for me, Invasion's number two. What about you, Brenda? Yeah, I had Invasion as number two, but again, kind of like Justin touched on, I would say not far behind. Um, you know, the addition of Z gives them another leader which can't be understated. Um, they have they have Kate and Z now who were both very vocal on the world team um, in terms of leadership. They already have Katie Sanchez who up with Karina has one of the strongest and hardest throws in all of women's dodgeball. Um, and top, top to bottom their roster, there's very little drop off there's definitely some players that have more that are more skilled at certain things than others on their own team. But I think that uh, from the standpoint of like how their roster shapes out, I really don't think it matters who you kind of try to get out first. You're going to be faced with similar, uh, similar people, no matter what. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, you know, they finished second, third, and first in the West rounds last year. So it's not like they were any far, you know, far behind. And, you know, if we're taking nationals 2019 out of it, they won nationals in 2018 with a very similar team. Now they just added one of the best players in the country. So I think, again, that's what, you know, definitely not far behind in number in uh, their number two slot. Yeah. And, I think what you said, what you said there, also when we're talking about finesse and invasion, the the depth of their roster, there's there's very little fall off. There's never like a time where you get someone out and you're like, oh, now we've got an easy road. You, there's no easy road. There's nobody. There's nobody good to get out. There's nobody bad. Like, great, we got out Katie Sanchez. Now, Z's got the ball, or you know, it's like it. 
there's not much of a fall off. And I think that's a huge thing when we're talking about these top teams is the depth on these of these rosters is is really impressive. Yes, I would not be able to give you an argument as to why they should not be second. <laughs> but so we've got a confirmed first place and we've got a confirmed second place. So we'll go down and we'll I wonder if like this is where we start mixing things up. We probably all have the same. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Um so Justin, do you want to go first? Who did you have as third? Go ahead. I'm just putting the things in. Oh, okay. I'll go first. <laughs> um, so for third, I had pride. What about you guys? Yes. Yeah, I also had pride. And Justin? I would agree. Okay, so that my point is mute about to probably mixing up at this point. It might be the no after one this, after that. After this, <laughs> you're gonna, we're going to get a little funky, I think. Yeah. So in Pride, we have Elena Meeks, uh, Justine Roberti, Jess Sexton, uh, Kiki Kodana, Lauren Hoffman, Stephanie Parker, and Tiffany Padgett. Padgett? Take 17. Is... <laughs> Pride is basically witness and pop that put together right like members of yes. pride and or pop no. that and it's or fuego. it's witness and fuego so shelby do you want to start why did you have pride as your number three um because you look at the roster and they're obviously talented um and then i also looked at how fuego would do and how in uh not invasion um witness did and you're if you're combining witness and fuego um like they were always in that like top four or so. And at Hoffman is my favorite dodgeball player. Like I love Lauren. She's great. And like mainly because I'm a catcher and the way that she can just like catch everything, but also like hold the corner. It's great. Um, but you know, Parker is still fairly new, especially to people on the West Coast, but she's extremely talented. Like and I played with her round three. She played with Aztecs and it was great. Like having her and Lauren Dwyer play with us in round three was incredible. Cause like playing with talented players like that, it's always great. And so it was really hard for me to pick like ranking three through six, because all the, like all the teams that we have left are all very talented teams. And the, like one little thing can change it for each team. Um, and so with the talent that pride has, if they gel together, they can be extremely dangerous. Like if they can play together really, really, like really well, if they all, you know, lock down their roles and they play as a team and they don't let their heads kind of get in the way, they can be really good. And so that's why I have them at three, because if they were to do that, they would be easily the number three seed, in my opinion. If they don't, then that's where you could run into issues where you have all this talent, but they just can't play together because everyone's trying to like, you know, you see the issue sometime when you have a team full of great players, but they've never played together before. You're going to see lack of communication, you know, throwing balls away, players getting frustrated. And if that happens to them, then I could see them falling back. But if they were to play together and play as a team, definitely number three seed. Yeah, and I, th I think there's a lot of good points that you hit on there. Um, 
definitely if you're looking at talent wise and like you were saying kind of looking at how they done standings it makes sense putting a team that was consistently in the top four or had been the tied for fifth with a team that was also tied for fifth at every round it's like okay they have the experience enough to like i was saying be talented enough to if there are mistakes made get away with it and be able to like kind of come on top um I think when you were talking about kind of like how they would kind of mesh together, that is something that I was kind of worried about looking at this team is that I feel like there's three or four players that do kind of like running counter or like rushing after. And it's like, because you have people that are used to doing the same countering, are you then going to have issues with ball control? Um, are you going to have, it, it seems like there's a lot of power on this team. Are you going to have issues with who's throwing and who's not throwing? Like that sort of thing. Like I know they're all mature enough and um, like mature enough players with experience to be able to work on that. But it's, it's like, how are you going to determine like who does what kind of thing? Like what role are they actually going to play on that team? Um, how do you think they you, line Brenda? up? Oh, me? Oh, th this Anybody. is another thing too is that there's a lot of people that can like take the corner too um but brenda how about you dive in well that's actually what what i was what one of the notes i wrote down is from a, like a positional standpoint you watch them all from the teams that they were formerly on uh, a lot of them took the corner and you know it's it's tough to say like oh a team that that formed that all that only had corners can't be successful, but who steps in as like the vocal, as the, as the leader that kind of calls the plays and, you know, is able to rein somebody in if, you know, if they start, if they do start throwing balls away and, um, but in terms of like where I see everybody fall, I, a team that has Lauren Hoffman on their corner is a team that is going to be successful no matter what. Um, Lauren is, is an incredible dodgeball player, no matter what ball type she's playing. Um, you know, having her on a right corner is, I, I, you know, I'm against her sometimes when pop that would have her on the corner, but then, you know, they were predominantly had their way of setting things up. So I wonder where, where they think she should go. But I think if they want to be successful, the, the smart way of approaching it is building the team around where Lauren goes and where Kiki goes. Yeah, absolutely yeah. would agree with that. I think if you would have put Lauren on one corner and Kiki on the other, and then for like, at least for round one, I think Kiki and Lauren are the most level-headed players on this team as far as like experience goes and being able to control the game. And I think it's extremely important to have ones that won't throw like that can control the game on the corner. Um, and then if they put the like Kiki and Lauren on the corners and then have everyone else in the middle, they would be fine. I think as long as they were to play together, like Parker definitely have her in the center throwing mainly um elena could possibly fill in on a corner if someone were to get out uh tiffany or justine could 
But I think if they start with Kiki, uh, Kiki and Lauren on the corners, that would be a solid move. Definitely. And I do feel like if, especially if like Kiki or Lauren have like a ball in the hand and they're on the corners, they're like probably, they're so annoying. You can't get them out. They're like really good blockers, like good at defending themselves. And it's one of those things that then like this is where I was saying like part of the worried about like you have a lot of people that play a lot of roles like you do have a lot of corners on this team and it's sure like you you have players that could play every position but there's it's that whole thing of like you could play one position and be great at it and then put in another one and be okay at it but you're like limiting your own skill like how good are they off ball than what they were on ball and that's something that like the reason why I would think that pride would be um, like ranked third on this West, if we're looking at like the whole region after it played out is because I feel like there's some players that are better in. So I feel like there's some players that they play better in the corner. They don't play as well anywhere else, but there's better players to play the corner. If that makes sense. I think that's a really good way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. really good way of saying it. Like I remember at nationals at nationals, I, as sex was playing witness and I was playing left corner and I knew I could sort of take advantage of Tiffany playing the corner across from me because I could get her to throw balls at me. Um, and so like, with that being said, like, that's why I think like having like Tiffany has an incredible crazy arm and she can hold the corner pretty well if she doesn't throw the ball away but it's really easy to get her to throw that ball um so kind of like going off what Ginny was saying just like it really depends on like who you have in that spot could like you know really determine how things would go I guess the question is like is a player like Tiffany or Justine or Jess who now now no longer has a ball in their hand are they not as talented a player than when they are normally playing like in a corner or in the middle when they have a ball and they can protect themselves. Like Tiffany is a very tall female. Like now that she doesn't have a ball to block for herself, is she an easier target going forward? Oh yeah, I, was gonna, <laughs> I think Tiffany's like a solid, like, cause like I would be afraid to throw at Tiffany by myself just like with or without a ball, just cause she is a, you know, a solid catcher too. So yeah, I think she would still be a threat without a ball. I think Justine yeah, I, too, all of them actually. Yeah, like they'd all still be a threat, but I think it's that some of these players have, haven't been put in that position enough to be as confident as what they are in other positions. What do you think, Brenda? I mean, I think this, the same questions could have been asked about finesse before we started last in 2019, where it was, a combination of players from other teams coming together. I think what was a little bit different was that Brianna and Karina were already married. So they, and Brianna and I had, I don't, I've only ever played with Brianna um, since I started playing elite and, you know, Ashley and Paige and Paige and Alyssa had played on ride or die together. Um, and then Crystal and Karina had played on uh, Love Tap together. And then Crystal and I had played together a lot in LA. So there was, there, it, wasn't the, it wasn't 
just that we were brand new players that were coming together, but there was a little bit of that background. But, you know, I'm kind of rambling, but what I, what I mean by that is, you know, on our, on our teams prior, a lot of the time you could find most of us on the corners. Um, and then when we came together, we, re we <clears throat> realized, you know, who's fitting into what space a little bit better, you know, especially like it, depending on who we're playing against and whatnot and having a leader. That's what, I, that's why I was trying to, that's what I was trying to get at in terms of a team needs a leader, a team needs a voice, a team needs a Brianna that's going to say, Hey, you know what, Ashley, go on the left corner this time because you're, you know, I, I know you're going to face better against this person or, you know, Karina's not always going to play corner. Karina played the middle most of the time that we played. So I think if they have um, a leader and a voice that comes in and, and does delegate, you know, it doesn't mean you have to stay in those positions, but understanding your, your team's strengths and weaknesses over an ego driven roster. Does that make we sense? Think that leader is Lauren. Yeah. I, I think leader's Kiki, actually. Kiki. Yeah. Yeah. I, it should be. It should be, anyway. I always look at Lauren as someone who, like, when I've watched her play, and then I had the privilege and the honor getting to play with her at the NDI tournament. <laughs> and obviously, she was just filling in because we needed a spot. Um, but she, like, you know, she wasn't going to step in and try to, like, lead or anything. But I always see her kind of just like doing whatever needs to be done, but not really speaking up too much. Um, but with that being said, like when something needs to be said, I remember like we were, I was probably throwing too many balls away and she like said something in the huddle. She's like, Hey, like, let's hold on to some balls. Like, so I think she can be very subtle with it. But as far as like a, like a loud voice on the court, I would agree with Brenda with it being Kiki. I mean, I think we said that there are, th there are three team. I think we're all in agreement. I think this is where it starts to get hard. Uh, I mean, we have Aztecs now, Blackout, uh, LFG. LFG. So those are our next three teams that we had in terms of our rankings. For me, I lean towards Aztecs with the two new additions from Cherry Bombs. I, I mean, I was really impressed with Aztecs at, at uh, Nationals. And Shelby, I think you're an awesome player. Every time I've watched you, I was, was super impressed. Uh, so I think you guys are the fourth best team. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yep. Yeah. I have them as my four. Yeah. For I a have number them. of reasons. <laughs> maybe, maybe this isn't as hard yep. as I thought it was going to be. I'm like, damn it. We wanted some juicy stuff and we're all the in the I'm going to say the next two, the next two will probably be, I don't know what Shelby, but we might not agree on these next two. Yeah. It's, but. Yeah, I was like, I was having difficulty between like Aztec and another team. I'm not going to say it because I'm going to leave the suspense and make <laughs> all you listeners stay listening to this podcast, okay? So, um, I did have, yeah, we I only was have like, oh, umming and eyeing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine. We got plenty of time. Um, so I was only like, um, I was like, umming and eyeing for a little bit. And I was looking because I was like, um, like, teams like I think it would work well but I think from what I had seen from nationals Aztecs are the number four 
and it, it's one of those things that it's like you look at a team on paper and you're like okay but then and, and you can say like oh such and such talented such and such talented but then you look at a team and it's like all of Aztecs like very talented players and you all mesh well and then especially with the addition um well we'll let Shelby go through the team but um I'll let you go through the team first and then I'll and then I'll comment on the addition of the the players so you go for the for the team first all right so Aztecs consists of uh Alice Chung I think Alice from what I knew is MJ was slowly convincing her to join full time but she was definitely playing with us round one and then Alex Gardner, Anika, I cannot pronounce her last name, so we're just going to say Anika. Uh, I think she's the only player named Anika that might play dodgeball. Um, and then Emily Farrell. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. Did I say it wrong? No. <laughs> oh, no. All right, whatever. Emily. And then MJ Rios, Shelby Grimness, Tracy Barbosa, and Samsung Chan um yeah all from LA we all yeah we all live in LA no one lives out of the town and yeah that's the team I'm sorry Emily if I said your name wrong again on the podcast so Brenda confirm how Emily's name is pronounced so we all know is it Farrell like Will Farrell? it's Farrell like Will Farrell. did I say it right no you didn't you made it like italian you made it like italian so here's the thing is i know how she's gonna kill you by the way i know I'm like, this is why i put so much yeah. pressure on myself i just screwed it up <laughs> but i know it's uh feral. it's what <laughs> it's what <laughs> feral you're lucky i have my headphones in or else she'd be oh, out here. All, all mad <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Sorry, Emily. I'm gonna get my ass kicked. <laughs> it's fine. We'll just edit it. She will never know. <laughs> Until I tell her. <laughs> it'll be like Jenny. It'll be Jenny's voice. It'll be like Emily Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> I can just rename. I can just restart from here and rename the team so I don't get my ass kicked and this never happened. <laughs> No, this is good. This is good. <laughs> this is content. This is what a podcast is supposed to be. Exactly. We need all the mistakes, just. <laughs> yeah, next time so, I work out with Brenda, I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> Thank you, Shelby, for announcing who was on your team. So with the addition of Alice Chung and Emily Farrell, then I feel like they are great additions to your team. Like you could tell at that round three tournament in the West, like when um, Parker was kind of taking that like corner slot. And then obviously she's gone to the pride team. Um, I feel like Alice is someone that like, we had her sub on Royale round two and she was so clutch. Like she's a very good corner. She's irritatingly annoying to get out. Um, you know you can rely on her she's not just gonna like throw stray balls away she has a ton of experience I feel like she's a very it's hard to say underrated because like people know how talented she is but I feel like she doesn't get as much credit as what she should get yeah um, and I love watching her play um, some of, of the stuff that like I think she said that she has a background in like badminton um, 
and so there's a lot of stuff that when I she had come out to New York a couple of years ago um, and I was introduced to her and like watching her play there that was something that when Alpha and I were talking we're like okay what things do I need to work on we're like okay movement lateral movement back and forth it was like Alice was he was like you need to watch Alice play and like learn from her um, I'm not as good as moving as her but I'm trying to get it done. <laughs> I'm like I hope she's not offended if she's like Jenny can't move for shit like <laughs> base off me <laughs> but it's like I think that if okay definitely would be great for run one if she does um join your team then like even better um, yeah and like I believe happens I believe she was gonna be full-time um like I just don't think MJ told us because <laughs> like everything got canceled so quickly where yeah. it was like but yeah I know that because MJ Alice and Tracy had all played together on Trophy Wives and I know mm-hmm. that MJ really wanted to bring Alice in from the experience of playing with her on Trophy Wives and like the success that they had um like obviously when you bring players onto a team that have already played together it helps and like two Alice can hold the corner really well so and we Mm -hmm. that's one thing we struggled with last season where like we didn't have like it was always random people jumping in the corners like I never cornered until I played elite and then all of a sudden like I got thrown in like round three and at nationals playing more corner than I was used to um Alex you know isn't like she doesn't play corner all the time so it's like always you know it's better to add that option with Alice like it definitely would make us a better team and then Emily as well. Emily can hold the corner super well. She has an incredible arm. I'm afraid to what it like. I don't think Emily's thrown at me in over a year, and I'm terrified to know how she would throw me now with like working out with Brenda. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, do you feel like those additions they would move into your corners? I yeah, I would think Alice and Emily would hold the corner really well. MJ can hold the corner. Tracy can hold a corner. Um, I like to play corner, but I am yeet city over here and like to throw <laughs> balls away when I shouldn't. And I just don't think I'm like, I love playing the corner. I love being able to pick people off on the counter um, and then open myself up for a catch, like kind of like a throw, like a counter than a bait. Um, but sometimes I don't do that at the right time or I make a stupid decision and yeet a ball to cause a catch and stuff like that so having stronger corners that I can like I like sitting next to the corner that's where I like to play um and I would feel a lot more comfortable standing next to Emily and standing next to Alex because I know they can hold it down yeah and I feel like um oh and some some too sorry some some's like pumps like pump city over there like pump fake all day I put she's a feisty corner (laughs) (laughs) Like, especially watching her play, like, she's one of those that you could tell, like, she plays aggressively, goes up, comes back. Um, and I think it's definitely really smart having, like, adding a player like Emily, too, because I feel like she's a really good team player. Um, so it's it's one of those things that's, like, even though you're adding two new players, how their style of play will help you all together to play better as a team. So it's like you won't have to worry about some stuff that you'd have to worry about. Like, you know, are you saying that in the previous rounds you were kind of like, okay, you go in the corner for this one or like you go for the corner and 
um especially if you're saying that you're acknowledging yourself that you don't want to be eating the ball away for like the bent like for your team <laughs> and like hurting your team in that sense then it's like okay well then you know that you have someone covered so then if they go out like it's better for you to do that later in the game when there's less people that you have to protect as a corner role so it's it's that sort of thing where it's like you can all kind of it's, it's like what we were saying about pride about like having players play a certain position and be more comfortable in other areas and not leave themselves as vulnerable and then having you you have people that can play a really good role no matter where they're put um so when when we were like okay like who's going to be on what teams and like was filling this out when i saw um the aztecs roster i was like oh yeah <laughs> i was like this could be good i was because like my, my my aim is like now that I'm on Denver that like hopefully can play in the West Coast or like a yeah Jenny's looking for West a team Coast. by the way that's what I'm doing <laughs> no <laughs> but um but like seeing that I was like oh this is definitely a team that I would love to see and like watch you guys play um because I think it'd be that thing that maybe you were had been missing on prior seasons um what about you Brenda non-biased opinion at all um so emily and i live together which means that emily is forced to work out with me and it means that emily is uh emily and i throw together so that being said there have been many times where uh she's almost knocked my head off and broken my pinkies so if that's an indication as to her improvement from one year to the next I'll let you guys decide when you watch her play but um I have down here um I really you know took the time to kind of like especially these top six I took the time to kind of like write out some notes on uh some of their key players um bar none I think that MJ is is one of the top no sting players in in the country I mean, not just because she's, you know, was, you know, on Trophy Wives and is like a veteran, but she's freaking good. I mean, she's, she holds a corner well. She knows when to snipe. She knows when to catch. She knows when to, she's just such a smart presence. And then having that addition of Alice as well, the way that they played with each other on Trophy Wives uh, back in 2018 is when Alice first uh, started playing with them before they ended up breaking up. But like you said, the way that Alice moves is, um, uh, you know, unlike the way a lot of other people move. She, she just, she just moves in a gliding sort of way that uh, makes her very hard to get out. Um, and I do have here, um, Shelby, you can plug your ears if you want to. If you're going to get too embarrassed. Um, but I. I have that Shelby is one of the best no-sing catchers uh, because it's true, because she has no fear. But um, in that, uh, because we're friends and because, you know, she doesn't get offended when I tell her things, we've been talking about the fact that she needs to work on not yeeting every ball she has, <laughs> especially like if it's, if it's coming from a place of like, just trying to get every, because here's the thing is like, you don't, 
you, you got to assess what risks are worth taking and what risks aren't worth taking. And you start to learn that more and more um, as you get more experience, you know, with a ball in your hand, like, okay, what do I, what am I going to use this for? I think number one, you got to use it to protect your teammates and yourself. Um, and I think that Shelby's going to start getting better at that. She watches a lot of film. So, you know, she's going to understand her, her flaws and how to fix them. Um, we haven't touched on Anika yet. Um, she was one of the ones that was on Cherry Bomb that is now a part of Aztecs. She uh, is a super, super underrated catcher. Um, you definitely don't want to throw at her by yourself. And she's got a, a sneaky good arm with like a lot of movement on the ball that she can get on it. She, she plays a lot of no sting uh, in the Los Angeles area. Um, and, you know, again, like adding Emily into the middle, uh, she's, she's pretty small. She's hard, hard to get out. She's really good at dodging. She also has a, a lot of good movement on her ball. Um, yeah, I just think that at all together and adding some, some back in there's, there's a cohesion to this team from, uh, from a talent standpoint that I think they, they, they did work really well together last season and, uh, their additions only make them better. Very well said. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Just to like also touch on like, I think I said in, when we were talking in the chat before, I was like, I think the best thing that happened to me in 2020 was COVID because I went into like 2020, like very confident in throwing the ball, but not really learning about like how to use it properly and how to protect my teammates. And I think that being able to like, realize like pause and realize that like I'm fairly new in that whole scene so like being able to like you know it's still a learning curve and like I was going to mention like that uh yeah like going into 2020 if I kept playing the way I was like it would have been more difficult for my team but like learning so yeah like um but bringing in players like Anika and Alice like definitely like I was super excited to play with this team and I can't wait to do that eventually <laughs> okay so I think that puts Aztecs firmly in our top four so we now have two more teams to make our top six we have blackout and we have LFG uh, and this is where I think it gets a little harder the good thing is it doesn't really matter because they're both going to be three seeds so you know makes it a little easier in terms of where you put them uh brenda where do you think so i had blackout as my fifth team um and i had them as my fifth team because they're a very feisty group of players um they have really good leadership in uh kayla i'll just go through their roster how about that i'll read it first and then i'll tell you what my uh sounds good what my take is on them all right so blackout we have uh a new addition we have Britt daughtry we have caroline mcdonald we've got a new addition in kate murphy we've got kayla sisson we've got krista schnell we've got another new addition in low evelyn o'toole and we have savannah heupel um 
Are you really impressed with my pronunciations, by the way? Yeah, you get to pronounce names the rest of the night. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. It's like you practice. There's only one more team. It's like I know them. It's weird. There's four more teams. Um, We'll just have you pre-record or like just go through all the teams. (laughs) And we'll just slot them in. (laughs) I like that. All right. So for Blackout, uh, their new addition um, in Britt Daughtry, who was uh she was actually on union last season or 2019 um she's she's definitely a good addition for them but um in terms of why i would put them fifth number one they've been around for a bit they had a rebrand a few years ago from beauty and the beast mode to blackout uh in doing so they got some pretty dope jerseys um they added um Krista Schnell last year who it was her first time ever playing elite and she stepped in seamlessly um she's a great great catcher super confident um like I mentioned before Kayla is their captain and she's super active if you want to think about someone that um moves really well on the court uh can is kind of can kind of get in the way in a good way where you know, she's kind of baiting you to throw at her. She can kind of push the line a little bit um, and doesn't really have any fear in doing so. And I think that makes her like a, uh, you know, like a wild card kind of player. Um, bringing in Lowe and Britt Daughtry, um, you know, Lowe, I think it would, this would be her first time playing on a women's team. I know she's played uh, predominantly, she would play in open but now she's playing with a women's team. Um, So from that standpoint, automatically, I think that makes her kind of a badass. Um, And so in adding that to an already pretty well-established team, and she's she's a good middle presence too. It's not like she's coming in and trying to take a corner from like Caroline or, um, you know, whoever else they have on their corner. I think Savannah plays their other corner, but Caroline's very sneaky. And Blackout seems to have kind of like a, a system in place that tricks a lot of people, even though they've been around for a long time. They are the type of players that if you take them for granted, they'll just kind of pick you off. And uh, like I said, sneaky is like a good way of describing them. Um, they had some pretty good finishes in some of the West regions in the past Um but I think they do lack in that consistency, which is why I would put them in that middle ground, that fifth place uh, in the West. What about you, Shelby? Do you agree? I don't. Um, I, have dun, L- dun. <laughs> I have LFG as number five. And that's because if they stick with this roster that they have right now for the entire like for all the rounds, there's a really good chance that if they play well together, they'd be kind of like a pride because they all have that roster is pretty stacked. If Brenda wants to read the roster, she can. Okay. All right. Let me just scroll. Let me just you scroll. You did say over. that you would do it. <laughs> I did. So on LFG, their roster, uh, Asia Garrison, we've got Carla Heitch, we've got Casey Reed. Emmy Zappa, Heidi Chow, Sam Greco, and Sophie Klein. Pretty, 
decent roster. So there's like, it looks like there's a few girls that were on Ride or Die that are on this roster. And it says on there that it sounds like they were looking to add more former Ride or Die players and further rounds to repeat what they did at Nationals. And what they did at Nationals was play extremely well. Um, like Car- Carla uh, is a very talented player. Um, Emmy is really good. She's hard to get out. She can block for days. She can, you know, get really low. She has a sneaky arm. Casey Reed has a sneaky arm. Um, Heidi can do everything. She can play every position, I believe. Sam is, I think Sam Greco is one of the first girls ever hit me in the face with a dodgeball at Bells. And I will never forget that. That was not fun. Um, And then Sophie, I don't, I'm probably playing against Sophie. I just, I'm really bad with names, but this roster just looks more appealing to me than Blackout. But I have on my notes too saying don't sleep on Blackout because from what I saw last year, there was glimpses of uh, like really good talent and they can be they can sneak up on you like we've had like as far as Aztecs go we had decent battles with Blackout but the only reason why I have LFG above Blackout is because of you know putting Emmy and Sam on the team with former ride or die players and and Casey as well um, could make them very much a threat if very much like pride if they play well together and if they gel if they don't then it might not work out jenny what do you think it's hard because when i wrote it down i was like one two three four five six because <laughs> it was kind of like ugh. but i did have lfg as was it fifth <laughs> we were doing, i did put them as fifth Part of that was looking at like statistics wise, like so, like looking at who had been on like what team previously. Like if you're looking at LFG and like how those teams had performed, it's like they had nudged out better than Blackout. Um, it's kind of similar to what Shelby was saying. Is that I think that like if you put like we were saying, Emmy, Casey, and Sam that's a really strong and threatening trio and then putting them in the team with ride or die it's like i feel like with particularly how ride or die play if they can get that chemistry right i think it will only help because there was stuff where like i've noticed with blindside and the 2019 season how i feel like they performed really well and then sometimes shit the bed um and or was losing the teams that they had no business losing to and i like they know that and i feel like it might be a factor of like having a different element to your team that could then like help that style of play so it's like each player on blindside was like really good in their own right but me but part of their problem was like they i feel like they had clashed a lot um they didn't have as great chemistry or um cohesiveness as what you would see on some of the other west teams and i feel like that was part of the reason why they weren't as consistent and then so it's like 
they've been separated and kind of have gone in different directions. And I feel like the directions that they've gone in will help benefit their style of play more. So it's, I chose LFG just because I'm like, if, like Shelby was saying, if Ride or Die, the players from Ride or Die and those three players that we had mentioned do like play together and well, I do feel like they would come out better than what Blackout would. What do you think, Brenda? Brenda? <laughs> I'm going to counter you on that one, actually. Okay. So I know that I know that it's we're not talking about foam, but we are talking about teams. Blackout finished fourth in foam in all of the West region last year. They're the same team plus some different and better talent than what they had last year. And now I know we're not talking about foam, but I do think it says a lot for a team <clears throat> to finish so high in even a different ball type and that team like staying together. And, you know, again, we're talking about where everybody would have been at the beginning of 2020 <clears throat> in this hypothetical, but I do think that counts. I, I think that counts for a lot. What do you question. guys think? I have a question towards that. How much do you count mm -hmm. then ride or die getting second in women's nationals and fourth in women's foam? Is that just a really good weekend? Did they just get lucky? So, um, I don't want to ruffle I mean, any feathers, but I, I think so. And that happens. That's sports, yeah, right? Can, We're watching March Madness. Yep. It's, it's not even about that. It's like a team can get hot and, and that happens. It, I mean, in the NBA finals last year, the Miami Heat made the finals. Nobody predicted that was going to happen. Do I think that they deserved it? Yes. But do I think Invasion is better than Ride or Die? hundred percent of the time, but invasion didn't even make it to the finals or didn't even make it to third place or fourth place. So I don't know. I think, yes, like it, it definitely means something, but it's also not full ride or die anyway. It's poor, a portion of ride or die plus a portion of, of different players that come together versus a team that if they got fourth in three series doesn't that kind of indicate like I don't know maybe that's that team can perform well I don't know we're just we're speculating right now so that's yeah. kind of where I'm looking at I mean I guess in terms of women's nosing points Ryder die had nine and blackout at six so they were pretty basic that's basically mm -hmm. just one placement difference you know basically Ride or die getting fourth versus blacks out getting tied for fifth or whatever, you know, whatever that point difference is. So one one win of in difference. Um I I lean towards LFG just because but I, I feel like that might be just my being a little swayed by nationals and seeing, you know, that's my only experience in seeing them play live in person and seeing those women play there. Um, but again, I don't know that that was like a did they just get hot that weekend and that's not the way to normally play also um i do know like i think the addition of, of emmy and casey and sam are big those are really good players 
Um, but again, I'll, yeah, I'll Sam is de Sam's definitely a game changer for sure. But the addition of Lowe is a really good, you know, like you were saying, if Lowe's used to only playing with men and then moving into the women's game, I don't know. Have you guys played against her in in women's foam or in no sting or at all? Co-ed no sting. Co-ed no sting. And she was right in the middle, like yeah, throw at me, you know. Yeah, she's a she's definitely like a an instigator. She's like a, an agitator, I guess is is kind of like mm -hmm. how I would like to term. You know, she's always sort of like up there on the front of the line trying to get you to throw at her. She's a really good dodger. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely struggled with like both teams could easily take fifth. I just think it really depends on because I've seen again like. Rider dies consistency round one, uh, yeah, round one Aztecs. We four owed Rider die in playoffs, which was like extremely surprising to a lot of people and even to ourselves. But then, like the next round, they completely whooped us in those things. So I think like their consistency was an issue. And some days they showed up and they played, and some days they didn't. Um, but I experienced the same thing with Blackout, where I've played against them at. A tournament before where they got last and um and it's just because like maybe it wasn't that important of a tournament um but like so again I think it's honestly like it could go to both teams I think it really depends on like if for LFG if Emmy and Sam show up and you know ball out they can be extremely dangerous um but then also like blackout same thing Kayla love watching her play she's a great leader so I'm honestly like this one was really hard for me. Um, and the only reason why I put LFG ahead was or in fifth was just for the factor that the talent on that team, if they show up and they play well together, they would probably do better than blackout. But it's hard. Like Brenda made really good points with the additions that blackout made Brit. I don't know if it, like people know this, but Brit, made it all the way to finals for showdown at uh, women or women's showdown at nationals against Parker. And it was close. Like it, it was, it was very close. Like Brit is not afraid to get up there. Um, she's an extremely talented player. She's extremely underrated actually. She's not talked about enough, I think. Um, and so, yeah, it just really, like, it really depends on like, obviously it's like, we're all talking hypothetical. Um, but it really just depends on who shows up and plays well that day, I think, for both of these teams. It's like the points like Brenda's made and like what we have said about LFG is the reason why it's like, I've been like, one, two, three, four, five, six, and we're gonna go back and forth as to like who I wanna pick. It is that thing too. It's about like who you match up with is a big thing. So like Blackout, when we had played them at nationals, granted they've made upgrades to the team. When we had played them with at nationals, I didn't see them as much of a threat as what I had seen like Ride or Die or Blindside or Fuego. Like they, for us personally, I will say that. Um, they have making these additions on the team, then yes, I can see that. So it's like, it's my own personal bias filling into it from the experience that I've had of like just being at nationals but obviously nationals you're playing differently then again Brit at nationals 
like she was on fire at nationals she was like i was so impressed i was like so impressed with like how she's playing and like especially like in the showdown too you could just see that she's like fearless and she had shined um in that showdown so it's it's hard to choose if blackout and lfg had to like play each other for this spot who do you think would win i was just gonna say Ooh. <laughs> so with the current scene, roster right yeah, with these rosters. Just to throw this in before you guys say it. Uh, in terms of seating last year, round one, Blackout was seven, Rider Dyer's eight. So it doesn't really split very much there. Round two, Rider Dyer was seven, Blackout was 10. A little bit of a split. Round three, Rider Dyer was five, Blackout was 11. And then mm. in round, in, in round <clears throat> two, they actually played each other in the 7-10 matchup. And Ride or Die beat Blackout 4 0. Is whether that, whether that, fa whether that teams, yeah, <laughs> whether that factors into your feelings or not, that's just sort of the what happened last year. I think last year, I mean, Blindside kind of fell apart. If I mean, it looked like they fell apart after round three. Um, I mean, I feel bad because. <laughs> Aztecs ended up so what happened was is both for foam and for no sting at round three we played blindside in playoffs and we beat them both times we 4-0'd them in no sting and then I think it was like 4-1 or 4-2 in foam and then we ended up playing them in no sting at nationals first round of playoffs and knocked them out like 4-3 or 4-2 and from what I saw from then on is that they kind of fell apart versus uh ride or die like they've been playing together forever so they like were able to stick together um so i think that's might be like just putting that out there go brenda i think we, i think we have to remember that we're not talking about ride or die though we're talking about a portion of ride or die but we're not comparing blackout to ride or die we're comparing blackout plus two solid additions against three ride or die one unknown in asia who I'm, i don't know carla said she's her friend um and then one pa past fuego and then one past blindside so i think i think asia's or asia is from arizona yeah 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 um, so like but then but then it's like how can I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because we have one team that's established plus new, and then we have one conglomeration of new where we put pride as three because they were very obviously, from a talent standpoint, the third best team going into this. And now we kind of have to look at it as like, is talent enough? versus aren't I feel like the talent level is kind of even so this is hard this is really hard mm -hmm. do you feel like the additions of Sam Emmy and Casey do they are those three players better than the players that Ryder died lost like does that make I'm, I'm putting it in my brain like if this was still Ryder die and you added those three players would they be would you say they were better if they replace the players they replaced with these players? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to think of who they replaced. 
I think it depends on the day, to be honest. Yeah. It depends on, I think they, like, honestly, like, I mean, because it's no secret that Casey, Emmy, and Sam are all really good players. I mean, Sam was, what, an alternate for Team USA in 2018, right? Like, for foam, but, like, and she's extremely talented. But then from – I mean, from what I saw on Blindside, there it just like I saw it sometimes where like they didn't really care. It seemed like to me like, or they just weren't trying as hard. And like if that if those players were to show up, probably like yeah, I don't know. It just really depends on the day. Like it's one of the, like one of those things. Yeah, I feel like I had seen, and so in the additions of Casey, Emmy, and Sam, I've all seen instances where they have played down to their competition and then and that's why like not necessarily you see upsets but it's like you're losing to a team that you had no business losing to because they played down to it and yeah and then like whereas you might see more consistency with blackout oh i feel like i'm changing, I'm changing. <laughs> i mean they definitely yeah. well who's who's the leader who's who's their captain who would be LFG's captain? Heidi? Heidi? Yeah. So Heidi's the captain, but I don't know if she would be the leader. I know Emmy would be very vocal. Mm-hmm. She's always vocal. Like, even, like, with Fuego, like, she would be, like, you would hear, like, when you would play Fuego. Like, so Emmy's very vocal. And the times that I've played with Emmy is like when she sees a lack of leadership happening on the court, she'll try to step in and fill that role mm-hmm. too. Definitely. This is hard. I'm going back. I definitely think Brenda, you made a very good point in the sense that if, if you are saying they're super close, then go to the next level of chemistry, probably Trump's is the, yeah. next, is the next category that you would say we would rank them on. And definitely blackouts chemistry is much higher than LFG's chemistry. So yeah, I mean, I think well, we're splitting, I we're splitting hairs, and it's essentially, in terms of ranking, doesn't totally matter because true they're both yeah. going to be three seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would agree with what you just said, Justin. Is like the chemistry. I think that does probably put Blackout over LFG. So why like, don't we put Blackout as the as the the three seed in the West, and we'll put LFG in the three seed in the South in the North. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. Five, uh, five would be blackout. Six would be LFT. Exactly. For top nine. So now we're going back to the three teams that we ranked sort of earlier. I, I think we all sort of agreed that Fembots was the best of those three teams between Fembots, Harakiri, and Power. Yeah. Mostly because the Harakiri team, we weren't really sure if all those players were going to make every round. We know for a fact that Tina is not going to play with them at nationals. So I think we can we can say definitively that that Fanbops is the what are we at seventh best team yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so now it comes down to power and and Harry do we flop them in terms of in nationals because we don't know what that team's total roster is at nationals what do you guys think or what do you ladies think what do you women think i don't know what to say i think Women think? What do you women think? I'm a moron. I would I would Please keep don't make fun of me. <laughs> I would keep Hari Kari at or Kari, whatever it is. Um 
at eight. Mm-hmm. Just because with power, again, like who knows what their roster will look like at Nationals too. I feel like there's more uncertainty with Power's roster than there is with Harakiri. Harakiri. Right. <laughs> and we know that we know that Harakiri, Harakiri is going to have Cindy no matter what. And that is a veteran leadership that and Karina and Jillian who are like pretty solid players. And Chelsea actually because she used to be on right uh blackout and then moved mm-hmm. so are we are we leaning with harry curry as as the four because this is this one actually does i mean again these are all four seeds but it does matter which one goes to the south as a four seed which one goes to the north and which one stays in the west well in in the spirit of tina going to a south team anyway wouldn't it make sense, it make sense to put them in the south because wouldn't I mean I don't know that's just one big factor I thought of. Are they going to the north or or the south? So hypothetically, the the ninth plus the ninth team would be the fourth team in the south. In terms of four oh. seeds, they're all. I mean, yeah, all these teams yeah. now are okay. basically all four seeds, but it's just in terms of where we move them. Um, and it does matter. <clears throat> I mean, it does matter in terms of 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 when we make the bracket. So hypothetically you know, the bracket will be, you know, quadrants of four. So it'll be a one seed from the West, like a two seed from the South, a three seed from the East and a four seed from the North. You know, there'll be one team from each region in each quadrant of four. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, so, that makes sense. But I think that makes sense. I think we should put, considering that some of those players are playing in the South, I say we put them in the South. So we'll make them the, the nine seed and we would make uh, power the eight seed. Yay! <laughs> that was fun. That got that got fun. Yeah, it's fun doing like a. This makes me really uh, bummed out that we couldn't actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just makes you want to play these matchups. I mean, we had when we did the. I mean, Jenny, when we did the birthday one, I felt like that one was even more interesting because it was like hypothetical, hypothetical teams based on just people's birthdays. These ones are also more fun because, like, you have a little more standing and like a little more understanding of how these teams would actually match up. Um, yeah, especially with like the changes that all these teams have made over the season, over the off season. You know, I love, I love talking about hypothetical stuff. I especially love talking about like spilling the tea of like what teams move to which teams and all that kind of stuff, like the hot <laughs> stove. Once again. Thank you guys so much for coming onto the pod. I know this sometimes can be difficult for people to come onto the pod and talk about hypothetical stuff. Uh, I personally enjoy it. I'm glad you guys had fun doing it. Shelby, Brenda, it's like total pleasure to have you guys on. Um, do you guys have anything you want to say before we sign off? Brenda? Uh, thank you guys for inviting me on. I always love a chance to talk about dodgeball no matter when and or what we're talking about. Um, I am very excited to see how this hypothetical hypothetical tournament plays out. And yeah, it was a lot of fun talking to you guys. Shelby? Yeah, again, thank you for having me on. Like what Brenda said, anytime I can talk about dodgeball, like I can talk about dodgeball a day. And it's like, you know, being away from the sport for as long as we had, it's ha- as long as we have, it's really nice to be able to like spend so much time talking about a hypothetical tournament. Like, 
it, you know, it makes me really excited for the future where we start playing again and like actually getting to see some of these people and play with them. Um, and I actually also gained a lot more respect for players just today, like seeing these rosters and like hearing like other people's perspectives has definitely put more things into perspective. So that's great. So thank you. It's hard. Like, oh, <laughs> I say, yeah, definitely. Like there's a lot of teams that unfortunately, because I like primarily play on the East coast, it's like, Oh, I only see some teams at nationals. And like, even then, those teams at nationals aren't what had played in that West region. So it's like, oh, I, I'm, there's only so much I can see from what, watching footage. So it's like super helpful to have you guys on to be able to like discuss, give more in depth. And then I'm like, yes, like, oh, this is what I remembered. Like, oh, okay, this was the team that I didn't know about. And it's, it's definitely one of those things that's like, I was saying before, matchups plays a huge part. So it's like, you could look at a team and they do not match up well with the team that you've played on. So you've perceived them some, some type of way. And then mm -hmm. learning more about it makes you go in and be like, okay, nope, this is what I have to worry about. Cause the last thing I want is to like play this team again. And then it's like, oh, we, we just lost them because we were like, oh, we've got this easy kind of thing. Um, so I do want to say thank you to both of you coming on a special thank you to Brenda for <laughs> when we were, I was talking about doing, um, his nationals list and you're like oh i'm so excited about it and i was like well i need help i got this list from felix and it's like it's got the teams and like luckily it has some of the members of the teams that had like registered but they're not names they're like the first initial and the last initial so and brenda was like oh can i take a look and, <laughs> and then managed to like fill out majority of this so a big thank you to brenda um thank you to the the women that I had reached out to and who had reached out to me on their teams and like helped us a confirm and verify rosters, but also give us a bit more background information. So thank you. Um, and even to the women that didn't reply. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Brenda, you're... Hopefully they listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, um, one thing I did want to say that I wanted to start featuring um, was as everyone knows, Markel Stokes is like a huge supporter of women's dodgeball. I think he has like every single jersey. Um, so one thing that I definitely want to- Is that just to... women's though? Doesn't he have every jersey period? I, I know it's definitely women's. Um, I don't know about every team's. He's definitely like one of the top people in terms of jersey collecting. Definitely. Um, but I know that- uh, one thing that he's always wanted to do is kind of get a chance to like speak on one like about like a hypothetical women's tournament and like loves watching the women's and he has like a lot of opinions that he'd like wants to get out there so one thing to definitely be doing like I, I kind of given him a bit of too short of notice but he had he did actually have um, Finesse's his was his first place Invasion was his second Aztecs was his third and Pride wow. was his fourth um, so I did want to mention that and one thing I want to do is like on each of these kind of episodes is kind of do a little Markel says sec segment um, and he's going to kind of like write some opinions and stuff so we'll add that in too. <laughs> I love That's that funny. so much. It's funny. <laughs> and then if, if we can um, I think it'd be cool to like get him on on like one of the national rounds. Yeah I think too. we should try to get him in the nationals one. Yeah. Oh yeah he'll be like Markel will be so excited. This dude loves women's dodgeball <laughs> so much. Like, yeah, he'll be, yeah, definitely have him on. He'll love it. 
Thanks again, Brenda and Shelby and Jenny. It's always great to host podcasts with you. Well, that wraps up the West Coast. Next, we are on to the South with three more teams to pick and then on to national championships. I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day.